<laughs> and Tigres del Norte, come on, bro. I'm I'm Salvi, so as far as like, well, no, hey. I, can't, I can't generalize with like all Salvis, but me and like that's not my like type of music. I don't know, I but know a couple Salvis that be Yeah, I know, I know. But if she, let me tell you, if she brought brought onto that stage or wherever the hell she was, Paquita del Barrio, then it would have been gloves would have been off. But that's why Paquita's the homegirl. And I would have taken <laughs> everything off. I'm that's like, why no, Paquita del Barrio should be Paquita. staying in her barrio like that, though. Not you, Paquita. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Café con Patuzer. The podcast about being brown, trying real hard to adult, and a variety of other topics that we find interesting and cool like... Libros. Traveling to Tokyo. Abuelitas. <laughs> Puppy dogs. Comida, food. Pupusas, pan dulce. Everything. Everything. Positions, but I've been busy with campaign work and stuff like that and training youth um, on just advocacy and policy and how policy directly impacts them. But youth, I think, are so powerful and they have their own way of still impacting laws that they can't even vote on themselves, you know? Mm. So it's been a really dope journey. I also am really um, excited for November 8th to be here. <laughs> So that I can get a little bit of my life back. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Uh, campaigning and elections, it's just like a world of its own. And I'm sure a lot of other folks organizing feel the same way. So that's where I've been. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. I see you got your nails did, though. But I was like, <laughs> I know. I literally have not gotten... Uñas postizas, o sea... Um, I know, that's why I was like, this isn't the more I know. I know, I haven't gotten them since, like, I think prom. Really? Neta. Damn. Yeah. But something about, like, going and... I don't know, I just had an impulse, and I was like, let me go get, like, some baddie nails. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like them. That's dope. Yeah, and they're, like, a chocolatey kind of red, reddish-brown. Yeah. Very nice. Very cool. I like them. It's been a little hard to type. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Or, like, take my contacts off and put them on. That's been, like... I know. How do you... That would, just sounds painful. How well, you, that's why women are, like... Do you, like, are like, like, the... You just do it with, like, the inside of your <laughs> finger? I, it's <laughs> my whole palm. The, the, the motion I just did is not very good for podcasting. I just, yeah. <laughs> you just put your palm to your eye. <laughs> yeah, I just... I mean, it just... It's more getting used to a little bit more coordination, but so far, um, I think I've conquered, so... Good for you. Yeah. 
Do a little self-care. What about you, Master? Well, I mean, it's kind of good that I have right now the course that I'm teaching is a, is a government course. I teach a U.S. government course in the Latino Studies Department. So it's good for this election podcast because it's been getting me prepped for, like, thinking in this election mode and, like, going over it. So I've been watching all the debates. I've been, like, right. trying to keep up with all the news so I can talk about it during class. Um, and so that's what, I'm, that's what I've been doing is just focusing on my teaching trying yeah. to get better, trying to, like, not have, melt, like, full meltdowns uh, right before class because I get nervous sometimes, but yeah. then it goes away. But, yeah, no. Once you get into your flow. Yeah, once I get into my flow, and I can sort of test my material out, test a couple jokes out. <laughs> some of them are cool, some of them need some work. Everybody uh, at State, um, take Nestor's class because he cracks a few jokes. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're listening to this podcast... Come holler at me if you're on campus. That sounds kind of weird, but... That sounds very weird. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh uh-huh, we can edit that out probably. Okay. No, it doesn't sound that bad. I didn't mean it in a, like, sexual way or something. Okay, now that sounds bad. (laughs) See, the fact that you had to excuse that, like, come on. Anyways. (laughs) This is a good start. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so how do you, like, in general, how do you feel about this election? Like, what's... What's your temperature check on it? The selection blows. Totally. Sucks. My temperature check, what would be bad? Hot, really hot, or really cold? I feel like it's just like, it's like one of those deserts, like where it's like hella confusing and you're like, is this shit really happening? Because I'm in the desert, but it's hella cold right now. It's like that. It's like that crazy. It's it, no. The desert's a good metaphor because you know it gets. You can at, during the day it gets hot as hell, and then at night it gets cold. Super cold. Super cold. So this is yeah. This the it's the desert. This election is the desert. It's a desert, and we're dying. The desert. Yeah. yeah. It just I'm, feels I'm like hallucinating a little bit. <laughs> it's actually really hot in here too, but that's a whole different yeah. story. But it might just be the temperature in here. Um, no, this it's just super overwhelming. Everything. No. It's just like it's a it's a theater like display. It's only it, it feels like I'm watching some SNL skit just twenty four seven. Yeah, that last debate SNL skit all day. That last debate, <clears throat> Hillary and Trump. I just couldn't bear witness to the atrocity, <laughs> to the trash that was like on television. I was like, this is there's no way. It's insane. I don't like. I'm out of words for it, and I've tried. Like, and it sucks too, because it's just you. Um, if, like, if you've been doing what I've been doing, which is just watching the news cycle, and like, and you're just bombarded by every all the analysis, the analysis, quote unquote, and like all day is just hitting you, and it's nothing's out. It comes out of it like that's just worth yeah. anything, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like. Folks feel, some folks, so, uh, not all folks, but some folks might feel caught between, like, voting for a completely racist, homophobic, Zionist, just insane human being named Donald Trump, mm-hmm. um, and then voting for, like, a hypocrite, like, lying, pathologizing, like... politician like Hillary I think I think you know and it's like I've seen I've I've seen I haven't 
I'll be honest, I haven't watched as much news just because I feel like why even tune in? Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty, I feel like I have enough information from the little that I do tune into to, like, understand that this isn't really going to improve all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I see, like, it's like a very dichotomous argument, you know? It's just like, you either vote for Hillary if... Like, if you don't want this guy to win, like, you're going to vote for Mm -hmm. him, you know? And it's, like, she's a safer, more, I don't know, politically correct (laughs) um, option at this moment. But I just don't think that... I think that that just limits people, and it's just... It's a sorry excuse, I think. It's just not... It's just, we have to do better, and it's... I just never thought, you know, in my... I'm not that old, but in my 28 <laughs> years of living, I just never thought I would, like, really miss an older white Jewish man. Like, just never thought, and I really miss oh. I really miss Bernie right now. I just, I have a longing for him right now, and I just wish he was still in it to at least make this debate, make the debates worthwhile watching, and issues being touched upon and discussed <laughs> in a genuine way. Yeah. Uh, and then the total sort of flip that he did well I don't know if that's necessarily fair to him or to any of the supporters but in any case right. this sort of backing of Hillary <clears throat> I don't yeah. know if it was completely his fault he had uh, now with the, the stuff that came out with like the emails and everything that I've been totally nerding out on I spent all this morning just kind of going through <laughs> literally going through the emails and just reading them and see, and just seeing what comes out of it there's a lot of damning like just shit that comes out on on the Democratic nominee, right? And because Trump is so fucking terrible, yeah. it's just overlooked, and people are just like, well, yeah, you know, and then and right. no one, like Hillary and no one from her team sort of denies any of that. They're just like, yeah, but it's the Russians, and the whole Russian thing blows my mind, too, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm just very, just very over it. I just want to say that... <laughs> In that moment where you mentioned Bernie, your eyes were glistening. There was like a tear. I saw it. It was kind of intense. Yeah. I I know that you're really jealous of me too because I was. Yeah, I was. I saw that snap. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was randomly. (laughs) It's just this is just what it's gonna kind of like break it all. But um, I was just randomly getting Phil's coffee in the Tenderloin in San Francisco (laughs) and. I was with my homies just, you know, Saturday morning and then one of the one of the baristas was like, Bernie is going to be here any minute. He's gonna walk through those doors like <laughs> any second now. And we're like, What? Like is this real? And then and then like but then like you saw the buzz like between all the baristas and like, Oh my god, like I hope mm-hmm. I get to make his coffee or something yeah. like that. And then next thing you know He walked in. He's like, Yeah, you can see him through the glass windows and he walks in and everybody was in shock. No one could believe that Bernie walked through those doors. And then I was just kinda like, Okay, this is awkward yeah. and I started like the little cheer. I was like, Yeah, Bernie <laughs> <laughs> And everybody started clapping. That's funny. Yeah. I know, I was just, when I got that snap, I was like, what is Mar up to and where is she? Honestly, complete it was like, coincidence? complete coincidence, Incredible. dude. Yeah. Sorry, stole that from Incredible. you. <laughs> I know that Phil's too. Yeah. I used to work at SEIU. I used to go that Phil's all the time. God damn it. I think he was meeting with me <laughs> or something. Not really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's been a whole bunch of shit to talk about yeah. in regard to these elections and just... Um, so we could just start. Yeah. And I think, I think this topic, as soon as I saw the, the news, the headline, 
uh, I don't know if it was a headline or what, or maybe I just saw it on Univision, but I was like, Mars gonna be, Mars gonna have, she's gonna throw a fit after <laughs> she hears this one, but Hillary Clinton meeting with none other than Chente himself and Los Tigres, yo. Hey, remember we had that, that little section a few episodes ago called Mamada? <laughs> I think oh, we need to bring that back. Is this a Mamada section? <laughs> this is clearly high quality mamada right now <laughs> of the highest quality of the highest high quality. caliber exactly yeah. what the hell i can't i'm sorry no <laughs> hella tokenizing you think that you can just bring <clears throat> first of all that's hell that's hella insulting to like people who like have those artists like tigres del norte and chente like near and dear to their hearts and then you're gonna use them to try to sway voters because of the love that we have for our music, <laughs> that's low, Hillary. That's hella low. You yeah. cannot buy us. Yeah. You might be able to buy them, clearly. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that woman is politically, she's on a whole nother level. You know, she tried, and, the, and she actually, she tried to buy Abuelita Chocolate. We talked about this. Yeah, was on we our, talked about Here that. she comes yeah. again. Somebody, who's advising this woman? I need to know that person. Well, this is why I'm so intrigued by these emails, yo. Because even her vice president, her vice presidential candidate, she had them like categorized into different quote unquote food groups. So you had your like women, you had your like white dudes, you had your people of color. Yeah, all these all these different groups of candidates that could be potential vice president candidates that would cater to different like constituents, I guess right. you could say. And then, of course, Bernie was, like, in his own separate bracket. Uh, and so this is, like, this is how they do it. This is how, this is how politics is just played right. by Hillary Clinton and her um, and Her, her team, yeah. yeah. No. Chente is old, older now. God bless him. He is no longer in his right state of mind. Pobre. <laughs> Pobre Chente. And not... As long as she didn't have, if she, you, look. And Tigres del Norte, come on, bro. I'm not, I'm, I'm Salvi, so as far as, like, well, no, hey, I, can't, you, I can't generalize with, like, all Salvis, but me and, like, that's not my, like, type of music. I don't know, I but know a couple would, Salvis that be Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but, if she, let me tell you, if she would have brought, brought onto that stage or wherever the hell she was, Paquita del Barrio, then it would have been, gloves would have been off. But that's why Paquita the homegirl. And I would have taken everything <laughs> off. I'm That's like, why no, Paquita del Barrio is be staying in el barrio like that, though. Not you, Paquita. Love Paquita. <laughs> love her. That would have been a love blow to everyone. Oh, my God. That's like, ah, oh, nah, dude, nah. Nah. Tigres del Norte, though, like, their whole little, like, Somos Más Americanos song, you know, their mm-hmm. little La Frontera and all this other stuff. And then, like, come on, like, to endorse or just, like, come out in support of, like, one of the persons that militarized the border, like, and was in support of that, and, like, whose husband, like, came and terrorized Latin America completely, just divested and bombarded, just, ugh. Major fail. Major fail. Oh, my God. We have to hold our artists responsible and more accountable. I hope somebody's, like, other than myself, clearly, on (laughs) this podcast. We gotta, yeah, we gotta get up there. (laughs) I don't know why. I, for some reason, picture all the Tigres still having next cell phones and, like, chirping. Is that is that weird <laughs> that I picture them all with next cell phones? Just like... 
but somebody need to get them on the on the next sound. Just hey, you need to play. get that sound effect in, <laughs> yeah. like high key. Um, what's worse though is is yeah. this, is that as bad as Trump saying "ombre" during the "ombre" <laughs> during the debate? What's I worse? I like I said like I I don't really tune in into these things. So can you? What they're like different levels of like just straight. As you would so eloquently put it, Mama Us. Um, well, they're having a debate, and uh, Trump is kind of spilling out his garbage out of his mouth, as he usually does, and sort of referring to the bo- securing the border. And he's like, "We have some really bad characters. We have some really, really bad hombres." That's what he. That's how he. Oh, is that what that's, that's about? That's what that's about. Yeah. And then, like, and then there's <laughs> the, been an entire like social media yeah, storm of yeah. like hombres. Hashtag yeah, because when it happened, it was like, "Oh, this is this is it. This is it." Oh my god. Like, I mean, is there any doubt that Hillary's going to be president now? I don't know. I think there's still like. There's still maybe a slim chance that Trump can be president, but let's face it, it's going to be Hillary. Yeah, ew. I mean, not that we're rooting for Trump, but... Right. Uh, yeah. But we're kind of, it's just confirmed that it's going to be, it's going to be Hill. Um, what about, okay, so now, so seeing how we're, like, clearly a Democrat, I mean, I, I mean, let's be honest, not cool that... You know, they're using Mexican-American, Mexican artists to kind of get the attention of the... And actually get the vote, the Latino, Latina vote. But I think that also says that, you know, we're also a demographic that is is going to have an impact on this election. Yeah. Um, most definitely. I don't... I haven't decided how I'm going to vote yet. As far as I haven't, I feel like I'm putting this off. I feel like I'm just like, this is so sad. It's like the, you know, when you have a paper due and you're just like, "Ah, I'll get to that eventually, and it's just like put in the back burner, put in the back burner, and you'll do anything, like work out, maybe (laughs) you'll do some exercise to avoid it. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Or go get frozen yogurt. I'm not sure how I'm gonna vote. No, but as far as presidents go. But in any case, I think a lot of folks are going to come out and vote for Hillary in, like, large numbers, uh, just as an alternative, or at least not Trump. I think the, that's going to be yeah. a, a big effort <clears throat> to get out the vote and not vote for Trump, um, which will be good, I guess, in some ways. Um, but in other ways, it's like Trump's going <laughs> to Trump's gonna say that the elections are rigged and sort oh, of embolden... There was uh, an entire CNN and it's just uh, kind of section on people who who will vote for Trump and how they feel about the election being rigged, and it's mostly like middle of America white people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, like if Trump if Trump doesn't win, the election was definitely rigged. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so what if what uh, what if he does win? Okay, then we're fine. Yeah. Okay, so you don't think that it'll be rigged if he wins? No, not at all. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy. Like, <clears throat> folks are just enamored. It's just, there's no there's no logic None. to why both, there's no logic. None. That's what I don't get. Like, how does, how, and there's, you could probably listen to all sorts of, like, analyses on 
why Trump appeals to like middle of America white low income voters. I still don't get it. Like dudes from New York, dudes rich from New York. He's just like the kind of New Yorker but right. middle of white America should probably hate. Right. I don't get it. Absolutely. But it's just like he did his he did his homework. <laughs> he I'm sure analyzed Fox News and said uh-huh. like what is it that these people want to hear and let me let me throw that and out. And how there. can I instill fear? Like how can I raise these people's fears and say I will defeat all of these fears that you have. Change the ch- changing America will no longer be a problem for you if I'm president. Dude is nuts. Because you're trying to hold on to white supremacy in the most outrageous way possible. You know, I mean, not to say Hillary is not trying to do that. You know, maybe it's even more vicious because it is more covert, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, it's outrageous. It really is. And Hillary's, you know, we, in the debate, the first thing she said in regard to immigration is like, first hundred days, it's getting, it's getting taken care of. It's like, well, I've heard that before. You yeah. Know? Um, so I'm not... I'm not too confident much will get done on the on the immigration reform and there's still the you know they still have to talk about security and like the the Democrats are never going to say we're going to have immigration reform and not on the other hand secure the border mm-hmm. as well so in any case it's a lose-lose no matter how it plays out yeah <laughs> seriously well Good luck out there, y'all. We <laughs> probably weren't that helpful. No, we weren't. I um, but I, not. I mean, that's and I think that's just a true, honest reflection of like how a lot of people feel. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if at, after these elections, people, more people said, "I'm just going to become an, an anarchist or something." I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't. Know, I feel like, but I should become an anarchist now. Mm-hmm. I just need to buy more black clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look that good. Get a few tattoos or something. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Well, anyway, <laughs> what I would say is that because the presidential election, because national politics are so dismal and just atrocious, why not focus in on more local politics and initiatives that I think could be worth, you know, voting for, actually, and actually... Local politics seem to be more impactful, like, immediately. Definitely. Um, I think going over the props and looking at some key ones is a very good idea, and I think our listeners might really appreciate that. Yeah, and we're no experts again. <laughs> no, no experts. In, In fact, <laughs> I would double-check our shit just to make sure that right. we didn't give you wrong information. Right. <laughs> no, we'll try not to give you yeah. misleading information. For sure. Um, before we get into proposition and local measures, can I just say that on top of the presidential elections and then all the assembly, Congress and all that's for yes. that's up for election, um, you know, it's, well, I don't know if you think I, I might be going somewhere else with this. Uh, it's, I said this at the beginning, it's super overwhelming. And if you mm-hmm. get the book at home, the little fucking pamphlet mm-hmm, it's the one that this thick it's the, it's, the, it's the size of a small textbook mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's just it's the most overwhelming we gotta rethink this democracy thing I don't know I oh, think I'll yeah. be alright with it 
Can we just elect someone for quite no? Never mind. Uh, no, but really, like there has to be there has to be a limit on these pro- on how many props and measures you can stick into an election. Uh, it's impossible to do if you're if you're a woman or a man who works more and comes home and right. you don't want to go through this the pamphlet and try to figure out who the right. hell you got to vote for. Right. There has to be some sort of. I'm sorry, we have to curtail democracy for a little while. I was going to say, but <laughs> yeah. then you're limiting. Yeah, but you have mm. to, though. It's it's impossible. You're doing a disservice to people. Yeah. I think I think the people that have the the time, even those people are overwhelmed. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. I looked at the book yesterday and the day before, and I was upset. I was like, this is too much stuff. And I mean, I just think it's also a matter of accessibility. Mm-hmm. Like, how are these things being um, written? Like, to who? Who's the audience? I just don't think that these... The way things are written are just taking into account the people, the regular, like, people that are just... I just I think it has to be, like, some home. easier way to, like... One, provide the information. Two, yeah. Uh, yeah. you should have the day off, right? You should have the day off to yeah. vote yeah. and do that, go through the, that process, that democratic process. Um, there should just be, I don't know, there's, it seems like there, there has to be more creative and better ways to do this. I don't know. Right. It just seems like there, there has to be. And that's why people just get so turned off. They're yeah. like, why do I even... How do I even do just craving? I mean, I guess that's it's just like, how It's like, is it's like, it's so, it's so monotonous and just like, uh, mundane. Yeah. But it's no our civic sense. duty. Right. So let's do this fucking thing. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. What are we starting with? So there's a proposition called Prop 55, um, that I think a lot of people in my networks are, are about it and I'm really excited for it. Um, it'll, it'll, ex- it, it's actually the extension of a proposition in 2012. Okay. Uh, I, I forgot that number. Proposition 30? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, essentially what it is, is it's, it's taxation on, on, on personal incomes of over $250,000. Sign me up. That's a yes for me. <laughs> Make that much money. Let's go. So I think with the, with the Prop 30, um, I think it would have ended in 2018. Mm-hmm. So the sunset would have been 2018, and then this Proposition 55 extends it to like 2030 or some, something. Yeah. Yep. More into the future. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. Why? Tax the rich. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> I don't see, uh, are there any catches with this? Well, I'm not sure. It's already been happening, right? Yeah. So, it doesn't seem like it. And, I mean, the tax goes towards schools. Even better. Yeah. Funding education. Exactly. So. And if our, if our freaking government wouldn't be divesting in education, you know what I mean? Then maybe, (laughs) as a, as a professor (laughs) of a public university, um, yeah, then, Maybe this wouldn't be happening, but I mean, it's just our schools, just in, in terms of just physical infrastructure, quality of education. We're like what twenty? No, we're like 49th 
Yeah, we're way... We're, we're like the last five. Yeah, way low. We are the state of California. Mm-hmm. We are the, the ninth largest economy in the world. And we have, like, the worst education. So sad. Quality of education in, in, in our nation. It looks like 89% of the revenue is going to go towards K-12, through and 11% will go to community college. And about an additional and, $2 billion would go into... Medi-Cal and other health programs, so not not a bad deal. No, not, not a bad all. deal at all. Yeah, and, I think. And the way that education is so becoming so much less affordable. Mm-hmm. Like, can we put more money in our in our community colleges, for favor? Oh please, yeah. I think uh, I think this is important. We should. Uh, I think we should get behind this one. What do what do what do we think the likelihood is going to pass of this thing? No idea. I'm sure. I would say high since it's already. Yeah. I'm not a betting man, but I put my money on this one. Yeah, yeah. A lot of folks that I know are doing a lot of outreach. Folks feel good about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Vote yes on the. Vote yeah. Uh, first one. Is that a lock? Can we? Can we? Lock, can we say oh, if that's a oh, lock or not? Yeah. Yeah. Can we yeah. get like a sound? Yeah. A sound <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, lock. we're locking that one up. Prop fifty five is a yes for about sure. It. All about right. It. All right. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Okay. I like this. Where are we at? We're at... Prop 56. Prop 56. Sound. Well, you know, Prop 56, it's a, it's a, it's on tobacco. Mm. It's a, increase the cigarette tax by about $2 per pack. I'm not a cigarette smoker. Mm. I'm more of actually a cigar guy. I've, I recently started I'm, trying pipes. Not bad, let me tell you. Not bad. I know uh, this, yes. But I'm also a public health person. You are. Um, and the studies have shown that taxing cigarettes, putting big labels on them, really does. It really is effective to minimizing tobacco use. So I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted because I, I, I like using tobacco. Right. But I also think though that there's like the kind of tobacco that you smoke versus the kind of tobacco that's in cigarette packs is yeah. very different. Definitely. You know, like the carcinogens and all the chemicals that are put into the, those kinds of cigarettes are just so deadly, so cancerous. Do we know where the tax is going to go? I've heard different things. What I've heard that um, part of it is going to go to fund more health programs, mm. um, so more like into the big general fund for like tobacco prevention. Um I don't know exactly what that means. Maybe more mm-hmm. health care services. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I think any funding towards health and, like, I had two, two major things, health and education. About it. I don't see why not. Yeah. I right. don't, that's never a bad idea. Right. I agree. So, um, two bucks per pack. I think it gives you a big incentive to say, oh, maybe I don't want to smoke this. Yeah. Pack. How much are your packs going for oh, now? I don't know. I think they're expensive. They're like 10 bucks. Yeah. No? Dude, Jesus. Yeah. Too expensive. Yeah, too expensive. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, tobacco smokers. I mean, cigarette smokers. But I think uh, I think this is going to be a yes. Yeah. For, for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. We ain't trying to shame nobody. Yeah, but. no, not at all. But... I think it's like the corporation. I just keep coming back to that. It's like there's a certain, there's an addictive element to that that's just like fueling some freaking corporate money in there. You know, I just don't like it. Right. 
Yeah, I know. If we could go back to old school tobacco, sort of not at the t- addictive like use of every day, but just sort of for ceremonial purposes right. and rela- purposes of relaxation, I don't think it's such a bad thing. Right, I agree. It does increase your chances of uh, cancer and lung cancer down the road. Down the road, but you know, we only have, we only live one life. Anyway. Note, yeah. to, note to big corporations note messing to, with everything. Yeah, but yeah, so for me it's a yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Um, why not? Yeah. We increase the, the, the fund for prevention services. We target youth before they can pick up smoking habit. It's good. I like yeah. it. Let's do that. Let's do it. All right. Profit D7. This is you. Is it you? This is you. Yeah. This, this is, you. is this is this, this has is been my life. <laughs> this has been my life for the last like I don't know. I can't even tell anymore. But Prop fifty seven. I'm about it. Y'all should be about it. It's gonna do a lot of good things. A lot of good things in terms of quote unquote criminal justice. But more importantly, I work for a youth justice organization and we are one hundred and thousand percent behind it actually um executive director george galvis um of courage wrote some of this proposition co-wrote it so you know it's coming also like that's something really cool that folks should know it's like grassroots organizations working with youth like systems impacted youth had a hand in writing this proposition so what is it? What is this awesome proposition? So Prop 57 is going to do three things. It's going to, one, in terms of youth justice, is going to end the direct file of youth into adult prisons in California. So currently, as it stands, um, because of a proposition actually that passed in 2000, Prop 21, it, it made it possible for prosecutors to have the sole power to, to try a youth as young as 14 years old into, into adult prison. And I think being aware of, of just how racist this society is and how racist the laws can be, this practice of direct file is impacting youth of color disproportionately. So the, the youth that are being directly filed into adult prison is 90% youth of color. Mm. Yeah. What is the sort of, has there been sort of rebuttals to, has anyone tried to say this is not a good thing, this is a bad thing, and what, are, what has been the sort of response from you guys? Yeah, well in terms, of, in terms of youth justice, folks are saying that, and this comes along with all, all the negative impacts that Prop 21 had on youth in California, but so it's that these youth that have committed violent crimes are are not quote unquote children, that they are violent offenders, they are innately somehow naturally just super would you describe them as super predators? Exactly. As, as Hillary Clinton once And did? again it goes back to Hillary Clinton, yeah. yes. Yes. So that yeah, that somehow these youth of color are just innately violent and you cannot re- you know, repair the damage that has been done by them and so that they deserve an adult sentence. And so we're actually conducting a health impact assessment that's looking at, yeah. Cool. So because I am also a public health person, yeah. I'm, I'm involved in that. And um, I mean, it's really, youth do not have 
the same ability to make decisions as adults. No, I was once young, and I made <laughs> stupid, very stupid decisions. Exactly. Not huge ones that would have an impact on my life, luckily. Yeah. But, but other youth... Every day to day, because I wasn't in circumstances in which I could make stupid decisions like that. Exactly. Uh, fortunately yeah, for me. Right. You know, uh, but not everyone has those... And when you put a young person in a vulnerable position where there's a lot of violence in, the, in your immediate environment, mm-hmm. where your family is not stable, where you're looking for some sort of comfortability or some something that's going to make you feel included and important and like you matter, and that's maybe only out on the streets because your family, you know, unfortunately is dealing with a lot of other stuff. Those are the decisions that us as a society, we have we have made those decisions to put those young people in those positions. Right. So it's just, it, it's like an entire system against youth and youth of color in particular. Yeah, we can, unfortunately, this is a podcast, and so we can't like put the meme. Have you seen that meme where it's like, right. it's always like uh, prisoners in the U.S. versus prisoners in some like northern European country. Yeah. And it's like they're teaching them how to weld and shit and like right. fucking really make stuff and yeah. like really cool things. And then they come out with a set of skills, and so they're actually reincorporated back into society in a way that's more right. much more humane. Uh, we should we should find a link for that. Well, actually, <laughs> Prop Fifty Seven <laughs> is actually going to do some of that. Oh, excellent. That's so yeah, actually. So the other part, right? So that's the youth justice piece. Um, you know, getting rid of direct file of youth into adult prisons. By the way, sending a child into adult prison, that's just, like, a huge, like... Sending anyone into an adult prison <laughs> is, like, this... I have this fear every day. It's like, I'm never going to get arrested for anything, hopefully. Keep it... Uh, but the biggest fear I have is getting arrested and going to jail. Trust me, I would not make it in there. Right. Like, it would be terrible. So I can't imagine sending a, a child... 14-year-old. A 14-year-old into an adult prison. It's, okay. it's insane. Sorry, I had to get that off my No, chest. that's it's real. A legitimate fear of mine. Of course, no, and completely understandable. And HBO's The Night Of made it even worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the other things, the other two things that Prop 57 is going to do, it's actually going to award good time credits for people that go through rehabilitative programs, Mm. right? So you're talking about, like, those, you know, in other countries where you actually go through a program that's productive and that's going to teach you skills or help you, you know, rehabilitate, heal from a lot of the trauma that you've, um, that you have. Profit 7 is going to award good time credit for those people that go through those programs. I mean, folks are getting out. Folks are getting out every day. How do we want them to get out? Just as, like, angry or even angrier or more traumatized because of their experience in prison, or actually re- rehabilitated and actually have some sort of something to contribute back to society in a positive way. Well, that's what Prophecy 7 is going to do. Um, and then the last thing is, is for nonviolent um, offenses, folks have the ability to, to get early parole. Excellent. So things like drug possession, petty theft, things like that. So in terms of, like, the opposition, that's what... I think that's the major... Uh, well, you know what? It's going to get a yes from me, <laughs> and I'm going to make it one of my locks, so cue oh. that sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lock for me. You've sold me on this one. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I think it's a no-brainer. I think youth should be giving opportunities to explore their youth and educate themselves and enjoy life and not be locked in to cells. No brainer. Exactly. Um, let's go into 
Christ. Prop <laughs> 62 and 66. Because they're sort of, oh they go gosh. hand in hand, yeah. really. Uh, and it's about the death penalty. Damn. And one is going to repeal the death penalty, Prop 62. And 66 is going to speed up the process of the death penalty. So this is one of those tricky... This is why I, this is why I get upset by this democratic process. <laughs> so how are you gonna throw two two props like that into one into ballot. one into one ballot? Yeah. Makes no sense. No, that's how it confusing. And so if say they both pass, the one with the f- higher uh, number of votes, I think, is the one that passes. Yeah. And yeah. which makes no uh, anyway. In any case, so I think there's been a multitude of examples of people who have been convicted and put on death row and then executed who turned out didn't commit the crime didn't didn't do it and uh therefore were unjustly executed and i'm going to say that that has also has a racial bias and that also has a racial bias what a surprise <laughs> what a surprise that in a society as racialized and as this one is <laughs> and there's a racial bias in the way we execute people in any case uh, I think one example is enough for me. I don't know if people need more than two, three, four. I don't know how many people, like, how many examples of like unjust executions yeah. you need to say. Okay, maybe right. the death penalty. One is not human a good life idea. that was. But for me, one is one is enough. One right. is enough. Uh, so uh, I think this one is more of a tricky one because there's people who say, "Well, I'm not gonna be." Sp- you're not going to be taking my taxpayer money to keep some criminal alive, alive. on death row for, or whatever for life. Wow, people are um, that vicious, huh? But yeah, no, it's real. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to be calling anybody out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's real. So oh this Lord. is one of those things where it's, it's sort of a moral dilemma. How do, we, uh, how do we envision society? What do we want to do with people who have committed things that we can all agree upon and say are wrong, yeah, for but sure. how do we want to deal with that? Do we, I mean, is it sort of just, they're expendable and we just sort of toss them out? But I also think that there's a question of, like, at what rate are we sentencing people to the death penalty? Hmm. Um, like, we have the most resources, like, in the world, and we're incarcerating people at the highest rate. And of those people that are incarcerated, the people that are on on death row, like, is there really nothing better? Is there really... I mean, given that they have committed some really heinous crimes, like, we are a society that has just so much potential and power to think of alternatives. Right. And we just don't. We're just... Oh, my... The people in power just really just have no better way, like, no better solution. I'm so, I'm just, and again, it's already so faulty that people are being convicted to, like, for the, like, this sentence, and and they're completely innocent. Yeah, and my sister can testify to this. She watches a lot of Dateline, but those DNA tests that they used to perform back in the day, (laughs) that's funny, it's not, she's not a detective or anything. She watches a lot of Dateline, so she can confirm this. Uh, Those (laughs) DNA tests that they used to do back in the day, some of them aren't as good as they are now, you know, and so a lot of those uh, were really, uh, what what am I trying to say? They're just shitty tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't get as accurate results as you you do now. Um, But 
Prop 66, so which is the opposite, which would keep the death penalty, speeds up the appeals process by expanding uh, the courts and attorneys that are working on the cases and by setting deadlines for it. Yeah. Um, and it also allows the transfer of death row inmates. Right now they're all at San Quentin and mm. um, one other prison. I don't remember which one it is. But in any case, it allows for the transfer of prisoners on death row to other prisons. So... <clears throat> Repeal or speed it up? I'm a little worried about this one because yeah. I think people are vicious. Yeah. Um, and not not naturally, but this sort of competitive, like we said in a couple podcasts ago, this competitive society makes us think that, you know, if you don't play by the rules, then you don't deserve any of the benefits of society and that... Uh, people are expendable and the bottom should be on the bottom because they aren't good enough or they don't try hard enough. Um, so I think this one's going to be a tough one for California. Yeah. I feel like... I think if we... Oh, man. Like, if we repeal it, we will also be a trailblazing state. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be... A, I think it would be a major victory if it was repealed. I think it would be a major loss if it was quickened. Yeah. Um, I think I would be okay I would not be okay but it would just I wouldn't be if quick and passed I'd be very upset and so right. the best like the best that could probably happen is that Prop 66 loses um, even if that means Prop 62 also loses mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like I feel this is gonna be it's gonna be one of those weird ones where it's <laughs> not it's not gonna yeah be. you're gonna kinda like yeah there's so, not gonna be like a hoorah at yeah, the end of it yeah keeping 62 uh, hopeful that it's gonna pass and that people sort of are uh, on board with saying the fact kind of that people key. are like zealous about speeding it up is also yeah it <laughs> kinda shows scary. you yeah shows you a little something and it tells you you know California is seen as a really progressive state mm-hmm. but we have some dark sides over here we're the sunshine yeah. state but we're really yeah if you've gone north I'll tell you there's some really dark sides over there <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against North, Northern California, but it is kind of different. Yeah. Um, let's talk about 64. Marijuana legalization in California. Marijuana legalization. The hemp gods are looking down and are like <laughs> waiting. They're just waiting. <laughs> I can tell you that shit right now. Um. <sighs> <laughs> Where's the? <laughs> I just feel like like I think we need like some real cool music right now. Yeah, we need to have like the token uh, <laughs> marijuana music. I know, right? Yeah, we can have a mix. Of <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. Like at first, I was hella about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was hella excited about it. I'm like, it's yeah, nice. yeah. I mean, I feel like we're. I mean, so many people just are like. Using cannabis, mm-hmm. you know, for several reasons. Several. Medical, recreational, artistic reasons. People are cooking with it, like, yeah. just, you know what I mean? Definitely. I'm like, that could be a large tax pool it's there. It's going to be a uh, huge yeah. source of funds. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I haven't, I need to do my research, haven't had time, but, um, you know, Denver... Colorado, I mean Colorado, sorry, Colorado, um, and then Washington, you know, I just wonder how they're... How they're faring now? Yeah, just like, how is that going out there? That's um, a good question. Is it like, has it, the 
has a revenue opinion? Like, what is that, you know? Point is, is that a lot of folks are about it. They're like, stop criminalizing people for marijuana use, one. It's like... Yeah. Um, a lot of folks have, have gone to jail for possession of marijuana, which, to my knowledge, hasn't caused any deaths for its use. Um, and yet, there's an entire culture around the demonization of this plant. Um, it's, it's been used to target, you know, communities of color. Um, so I'm not about that life, right? So in, in, in those terms, looking at it from that perspective, I'm like, yeah, let's legalize mm-hmm. it. Let's get it together. Now, other folks are saying it's not enough. Hmm. Like, legalizing it for recreational use is not enough. And there's a lot, there's also a lot of controversy because now that if and when it passes, um, there's an entire industry waiting oh, yeah. to grab oh, a piece waiting. of that pie. You know what I mean? And let's be real, a lot of those people that are going to open up those those shops and all that, is white homies. White people that have already the wealth and the connections in that industry to... Silicon Valley? Ugh. Oh my god. Imagine Can you Silicon imagine the, the marriage between weed and, and Silicon Valley? It'd be disgusting. Oh my god. Not that I smoke weed now. Well, I do occasionally smoke, Yeah. But... Uh, no, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I agree, I agree, it's just, I just, I just... It would turn it into some app thing. Right. Know. Oh, it already is. Oh, I'm Oh, sure. it already is. Yeah. Um, I know of a little app <laughs> where you can just, yeah. There's, like, weed maps, there's, like, little, um, hello, MD, just, you don't even gotta go to the doctor, you can just, oh. yep. Look at me. No, 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 but, I mean... But let's just be honest, I mean, it's like, it's, you know, it's like, the, the, the playing field is not at a level, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, where folks of color who are ultimately the ones criminalized, it's just not, it's not a fair, a fair kind of chance, right? Right. So, like, there's a lot of people of color that want to get into that industry, and mm-hmm. they're already kind of, like, starting, you know, behind the starting line type thing. Yeah. So... There's that, there's that, you know, there's that kind of caveat, and we, we have to, in terms of equity, uh, you know, we have to think beyond this <clears throat> proposition, I think. Um, I know I know Oakland um, is actually looking into, if, if not has already passed, but I might be wrong, um, uh, an ordinance to kind of um, get people of color into that industry. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like encouraging and like um, incentivizing uh, entrepreneurs of color to that are interested in that industry to, to kind of have a a one up and, and, and get laced up on that. I see a reoccurring theme with a lot of these propositions, and as we'll see in the measures as well, um, it's a start. Like a lot of this is like, yeah, there's probably some good things, but yeah. there's. So probably not enough in, ca- in certain cases, not enough, or in some cases, just like that's bogus. It shouldn't belong right. alongside with it. But um, again, upset with the democratic process, man. <laughs> Jesus. You could think of another. Way. I guess this is democracy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna put it out there. <clears throat> I'm sure the cartels got something to say about that. Oh. You know what I mean? The I'm cart- sure they do. Yeah. Um. 
I don't. I think it's we. This is the what the second time that it's been on the ballot. Yeah. In California. And I think. And I think. I think this time folks are really, really um, hopeful. Yeah. I'm indifferent about this one. I'm. Well, no, I'm not indifferent. I'm gonna vote yes, but I'm yeah. indifferent about the results. I mean, I shouldn't be, but I am. Uh, I think the if it passes and. I think yeah. it should probably pass. That it will probably be beneficial to the state. Um, again, yeah, um, dude. I I don't know how that tax revenue is going to be put to use. You know, but doesn't mean that we shouldn't have it. I think, I think it's worth. I think it's. Revenue. I think it's worth reading what I just what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> what I, is it, you read? It's vote no prop sixty four dot blogspot dot com. Oh really? Yeah, and it's. The question here, it says, it's posing the question. I think it's kind of complicating Prop 64. I think a lot of people are mm-hmm. on board or whatever, but it's saying, will Prop 64 hurt black communities? Mm. And it says, proponents of Prop 64 are attempting to woo voters with statistics on how African Americans are arrested for cannabis at higher rates than everyone else. But what they fail to mention is that Prop 64 won't legalize any of the offenses African Americans get arrested for. They also neglect to mention that in the states that have legalized, racial disparity in arrests either continues unabated or gets or get even worse. Gets even worse. So the reality is that Prop 64 only legalizes the two cannabis offenses almost no one, including African Americans, get get arrested for, possessing one ounce or less which literally no one gets arrested for since it's been a non-arrestable infraction since 2011, and growing six plants or less. Mm-hmm. So those are the, the two things that it will, um, you know, impact. It won't, you won't get arrested for those two things. But I guess no one really commits those two things. Um, the offenses urban communities of color are most likely to get busted for, selling, possessing more than one ounce, and transporting would remain totally illegal. Punishable by up to four years in prison, unless, of course, you are one of the wealthy and connected few who can afford the licenses to circumvent these prohibitions. Yeah, so complicated. Um, a lot of truth in that. It is. It is. A lot of yeah. truth in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, it, s- is it a stepping stone? <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? Or do you, do you reject the whole thing? Or I think it just. And it, will it just open up the gates for the people who are already in a position to take advantage of it, to, to just kind of, like, take mm-hmm. over? Or, you know, I just, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I'm, I think I think it's going to pass. I think so, too. I think I'm going to vote yes. Yeah. Um, I think so, even too. With those, with those, uh, yeah. Even with those counterpoints. I think it complicates it, and, and for good reason it should and complicate I think, it. And, I mean, I, I'm also just going to say this in terms of all of the propositions and... Probably any kind of decision or political kind of decision that we have to make as voters and people who have that privilege, because we haven't even acknowledged that, that we do have the privilege and some of us don't, um, that this is not like a one solution, like one fits all solution, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the, the legislative process, the political process, it's laws on top of laws on top of policies on top of policies on top of all this stuff that has to happen for thing no, nothing is going to be perfect unfortunately and um yeah you have to kind of weigh that out when you when you are considering some of this stuff yeah yeah um moving toward moving forward right mm-hmm. um 
I'm going to do these two together, if okay. you don't mind. No, no. They don't really go together, but they're just short and simple. Yeah. Um, 58 is around bilingual ed, right? Can we get back to that, please? Come on, California. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, this is one of the most diverse states, if not the most diverse state, in the country. People speak all sorts of different languages. The two... I don't know what the two dominant ones are. I'm assuming Spanish and maybe... Chinese? I don't know. Yeah. In any case, uh, it repeals Prop 227, which was an English-only initiative at the height of sort of anti-immigration here in California. And uh, it allows non-English languages to be used in public education. I think that's a good thing. The rest of the world does it, for the most part. I just don't know who kind of came up with this stupid idea that English only is a good thing. Do you know how how much more people we could reach if we spoke more than one language? I mean, hello? Yeah. Xenophobia, man. It's just so crazy to me. It's so counterintuitive, but it's, again, it's that in, that dominant society kind of saying, like, erase your cultural selves and become American. No. No estamos en eso. I just... Dame más que inglés, por favor. Yeah. I'm going to say yes to this one, and I'm going to also No, you're going to say sí. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make... I'm going to say we. We're going to throw another fucking language in there. Uh, I'm going to also make that a lock. I don't see why it shouldn't be a yes for everyone. Let's lock this one Lock it. Locking it. Um, Prop 59, pretty straightforward. Uh, what is this? It's, there's no legal impact around it, but it's the overturned Citizens United proposition. And so, basically, it's a vote yes supports encouraging your state elected officials to use their authority to, turn o- to overturn Citizens United, which we all know is bogus. It allows uh, corporations and people with big-ass money to fund candidates and uh, treat uh, corporations as persons. Bye. So, um, don't like that at all. We, again, no uh, legal impact. Impact, right? Is there such a thing? There is such a thing, I guess. I don't know. Prop 59. Everything is political to me. It says a vote yes, right, would encourage. A vote no opposes encouraging <laughs> your state elected mamada? officials. I don't know. Uh, so, I think it's I think it's an interesting approach, right? Because it is a it's a it's a it was a Supreme Court, right? If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, uh, decision, and mm-hmm. so there's really no like way to go about it mm-hmm. except having them overturn it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like pushing your your uh, elected officials to. Try to do something about it. Right. Um, so, okay. I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Go it's, ahead, bro. At the end of the day, it's not going to make much of a difference uh, whether vote yes or vote no. But a good, good confidence vote of yes would be, would be nice to see. So, I think those are the statewide, the statewide propositions, propositions that we we've highlighted for this. There's more than this. If this podcast. was too much, yeah. You you need to get a look at the ballot because. It's a long one. It is a long one. And there's a couple measures that are worth highlighting. Um, there's a housing measure That's in right. Oakland, right? Yes. 
And there's also a housing measure in Alameda County, which is one is JJ and the other one is A1, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, you want to talk about A1? I'll talk about A1. It's 580 million million general obligation uh, bond, affordable housing bonds. So it needs two thirds majority to pass. Um, bonds are always tricky because, well, they're not always tricky. It's just finding other ways to pay for your shit, basically, mm-hmm. like putting out bonds, and then you have to pay those there bonds is, back, right. you know, uh, at certain tax rates, and so, um, so it's an issue, right, this is, again, a band-aid approach to the uh, a problem of affordable housing that we have, this is not, this is not gonna even, you know, if this is a leakage we're talking about, you're putting a thumb when there's cracks all over oh, the goddamn man. pipe, right, so, uh, but I think it's definitely needed. Yeah. Um, affordable housing in Alameda County, in the Bay Area as a whole, is greatly needed. Not only for, right. you know, because usually we talk about low-income folks, folks who are homeless, seniors, which are, yes, we need housing for all of those people, right? All of those groups. But it's also affecting working class and lower middle class folks who, in this weird capitalist society, we talk about the middle class all the time, but we always forget that there's a lower middle class and working Absolutely. class people. And so they're being impacted by, by the housing shortage as well. Um, so I think uh, Measure A1, a general uh, housing bond, affordable housing bond makes sense for now. But I think, again, we these are all sort of... Uh, pieces of a, of a much larger solution that we need, which yeah. is housing as a, as a right. Exactly. You know, yeah. as a human right. So, uh, how's it, can you talk about JJ a little bit? Yeah. So, folks out in Oakland will actually have Measure JJ on the ballot. Um, what will it do? Measure JJ will, one, require landlords to petition with the rent board for rent increases that exceed the consumer price index. So right now, illegal rent increases can only be stopped if a tenant files a petition within 60 days, and landlords are not otherwise responsible for following the law. What the? So you can get, you can, you can get your rent increased illegally, and then there's no real accountable measure for to keep you know what I mean to actually yeah. fight that illegal increase so it will allow for renters to bring it up to the rent board so that's that's important that is important yeah what the hell like Oakland is so unaffordable right now it's ridiculous it's kind of crazy yeah the I mean I think like the ability for people to move is really important um just I mean you're, you know, one, having just the, the choice to do that. Like, okay, I don't like where I live. I want to move. But also, like, in terms of, like, safety, like, some people need to move. Mm-hmm. Some people need to move where they live because of safety issues, because of just several reasons. Like, really, really, um, like, in terms of emergencies and stuff like that. And they just can't move and they're stuck. And that's, that's, that's just not, I mean, again, like, housing as a human right. Like, some people need to, like, move, mm-hmm. and they can't. And so I think JJ is definitely going to help those people out. Um, it will also expand just cause eviction protections to about 12,000 more units in Oakland. So current protections cover units built before 1980, and JJ extends that date to December 31st, 1995. JJ and A1, sort of, again, some folks will get JJ if you live in Oakland, right? Because it's yeah. an o- Oakland 
Um, A1, all of Alameda, if you live in Alameda County, you'll get A1. So this is, again, where it gets tricky because it's so many things, depending on where you live, depending on the city that you live in. Um, But the Alameda County-wide measures, the housing one is important. Yeah, Um, for sure. I think the other ones that we probably want to cover is the soda tax. Wait, can we lock the JJ? Yeah, we can lock the JJ. We can lock JJ... You want to lock A A one as well. I want to lock A one. Let's lock A one okay. as well. <laughs> We're locking those in. We need good affordable housing. Okay. Good. 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 Good affordable good. housing. <laughs> um, let's do the soda tax one. Is tricky. Oh my god. Because so, the soda companies be playing. They be playing for real though. I'm just upset at this whole campaign. Yeah, it's, it's working. Like it, it's working on folks. It really is. It really is. It's like, I've heard people saying, like, I don't know why we need a grocery tax. That sounds that so, sound like a good idea to me. So what is HH, first of all? HH is a soda tax. It's uh, a tax on sugary beverages, right? Sh- sugary. Sugar and sweetened beverages. Sugary and sweetened beverages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, you know, your Coca-Colas, your two liters, mm-hmm. your Fantas, your Manzanita Souls, maybe. Right, right. Um, all that counts. All the delicious, like, sugary, very sugary beverages um, would be taxed. Um, and that tax would be on the... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, on the companies themselves, right, or the mm-hmm. distributors. Yeah. And sort of the rebuttal is, uh, you know, oh, the, this is why it becomes a grocery tax, according to those who are opposed to is that the, the distributors can pass on the that price to you, right, the consumer. Right, right. But it's, yeah, may, maybe that could happen. It wouldn't be a drastic increase, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. maybe a couple cents mm-hmm. if that but it wouldn't be a tax on your groceries, as they're making no. it seem. Like, when you bill, go and you, know. you, you know, get to the register and they bring you out, that tax wouldn't apply to that entire receipt right. of groceries. Yeah. It would just be on and they're, and the sugary And the, the part that they're making it seem is that Coca-Cola is somehow going to affect the rest of your groceries, right? Right, right. That uh, because we... Because Coca-Cola is the victim in this, yeah. right? Uh, the, as, as the when I used to intern at the Ministry of Public Health uh, in, in Ecuador, Ecuador yeah, they would refer to it as la agua sucia del imperialismo oh, sea. <laughs> uh, that was such a good line that's so great uh, yeah so uh, the dirty water of imperialism Coca-Cola will not pass on that uh, cost to your other groceries because one they don't have a monopoly on all groceries and right. therefore can't Not yet. The you know what Not I mean? yet, yeah. Um, so, folks, be all right with... Uh, with yeah, I'm not going to lie. That so a grocery I, tax. I've had like some it. homies come up to me that know exactly that this is, like, the whole grocery tax is a hoax. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a huge scam on what's really going to happen. But they're still opposed to it. There's folks that are like, well, that's going to come down on poor people mm-hmm. because it's poor people that buy so yeah. You know what I mean? So that's it, Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a regressive tax. It is a regressive tax, you know. And I'm not sure also how I feel about it. That's why, like, I was a little 
not that I'm not I'm not against good health, you know. I'm always iffy about just the big state and deciding on what should be taxed and what right. shouldn't be not. We're not talking about an equal playing field here. These are corporations. They're not like yeah, that's what I go back to looking out for our health and our well being and they're not they're mm -hmm. not they don't have our best interests in mind. Absolutely. They have their fucking bottom line in mind. They want to make money and that's what it's all fucking about. Right. Is and, that making and money? And there's a reason why they're coming down on this you know, what is it? The H H mm -hmm. so hard. I mean I go on YouTube, and that no on the grocery tax is on my YouTube. Yeah. This isn't like a grassroots organization that's like living right. in these neighborhoods that are saying no to this tax. It's like some corporate people mm -hmm. that are putting in a lot of money so that you get confused. Yeah, it's, uh, what yeah. is it, the American Beverage Association, I believe, that's oh, yeah. behind it? Yeah. And, you know, you... You got your Coca-Cola brothers, your... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Nestle is in there. Yeah. Unless one of them already bought off the other one. I don't know anymore. So incestuous, these corporations. Yeah, they really are. This is a, this, there should be a Game of Thrones style. Oh, they must love that show. <laughs> Co for corporations. So I'm going to say yes. Other, uh, I'm going to say yes also. Get this. Yeah. Yes. On HH. Yeah. I, again... I don't know how I feel. I, I always feel iffy about sort of regressive taxes and just the whole the state telling you what you should and shouldn't do. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the intentions are good. They are yeah. looking out for your health um, and for the well-being of folks. So I'm going to say yes. Um, the other measures are all around public transportation um, that we sort of think may be important to highlight, yeah. um, which is measure C1, which extends for another 20 years the existing eight-month parcel tax um, to fund uh, AC Transit and other transportation between Contra Costa and Alameda, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So um, who would this tax? This would tax uh, basically property owners, right? Because the parcel tax is... Uh, a tax on a parcel of land, so mm -hmm. it's like a property. Yeah. Um, the only issue that I have with it is that folks who are sitting on land, so it's like undeveloped land, or uh, land or unde so undeveloped or land that has something but is isn't being used. So like if it's like an it's empty like a brown building, field or something. Um, they are exempt from paying this. Oh, like so. Land has been, that has been developed. Yeah, so oh, if it's just a building that is not in use, like so it's uh, empty or something, um, they are exempt from this tax, right? Which is eight months. Uh, I mean, eight, eight per month t parcel tax, right? Okay. Um, again, it's a flat tax, so no matter if you are big ass corp, like mm. big ass building, uh, uh. or a little house, right? <laughs> you get an eight month, eight per month parcel tax, but. It goes towards public transportation, which always needs to be improved and um, uh, improved and made more accessible for folks, um, right. which I'm always in favor of. And so it needs, again, a two-thirds majority to pass. This is, again, extending the, um, the already existing parcel tax for another 20, uh, for another 20 years. So it already okay. exists, generates about $30 min million annually. Okay, and... Measure C1? What about the BART one? Measure RR? Yeah. Measure RR is another bond, 3.5 billion bond for upgrades and infrastructure. 
Bart is tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Bart is expensive. So expensive. As hell. And they're... Uh, I hate Bart, I'll be honest. <laughs> I didn't grow up with, um, you know, uh, a light rail system yeah. or something, you know. I use it every cars. day. No, yeah, yeah, but I hate it. I yeah. just hate it. Like, oh, yeah, visiting yeah. other other cities that have, a, 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 like... A, An actual, like, Yeah, a real, system. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just... I, Bart is so ridiculous. Yeah. I, no offense, I love I love the Bay. You know what I mean. But I just think Bart oh, is so yeah. pretentious. Yeah, we we so take a lot of pride in Bart, and it's not great. Like it's 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 like taking a lot of pride. It's, this is going to be sound really bad, but you know, like I'm imagining myself as a parent, and I have multiple kids, and I take a lot of pride in one of the kids that doesn't do as well as the other kids. Like mm-hmm. maybe. They're really bad at some sport, but you still take a lot of pride. Yeah. We take pride in Bart like right, that. Like right. it doesn't perform. It doesn't. It's not excessive. It doesn't do the things that we want it to do. We take a lot of pride in it, though. Um, well, you have to. You also have to just. I mean, it, it's still a light rail system. Yeah. Like, like that's cool, and that's so, and it's like the only one of its kind in yeah. California currently. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, re- think yeah. LA is kind of challenging that, but yeah. It's well, they yeah. better. Yeah. Goddamn time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, I think the, the, a, lot of, a lot of the rebuttals I've seen around this is like, well, again, you, their bonds, you'll have to pay them back, and it, that means increase in taxes probably um, if depend because it has to be paid back no matter what, right? Yeah. Um, and that uh, BART isn't, isn't accountable, you know, which is partly true. Um, the main argument seems to be like BART employees make a lot of money, so therefore we shouldn't. Yeah, that's also a complicated. Yeah, that's which complicated. Which to me is like, I don't have a problem with BART employees being paid well. <laughs> you know, I have more of a problem with the board making six figure salaries because a lot of the board is makes a ton of money. Yeah. Um, and they're the ones that need to be held accountable. Right. Um, but as far as the workers themselves making good money that's fine with me you know and that doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like the appropriate response to uh, a measure like this to say well BART employees get paid so much they already have made so much money it's like I'm not going to take money out of BART employees to fund a better infrastructure no like let's figure out creative ways to improve infrastructure the bond isn't the best of options but it'll it'll do something yeah i definitely think that um we need to invest more more in bart i mean bart can't do it on its own you know what i mean like if we want if we want it to reach that potential that you're talking about like we have to we have to like progressively just keep supporting it and financially i mean infrastructure you know transit infrastructure is super expensive yeah it's not it's not gonna come for free right and we all know that, well, you might know this more than, than I do, that um, BART was sort of created not only, not as, as intended to be like a subway system, but just to kind of make it the commute towards San Francisco yeah. and those people that were going towards the financial district and downtown. Make the roots of easier. wealth. Yeah. Yeah, for exactly. sure. And so... With that said, we need better infrastructure, we need better housing, we need better transportation, we need to not lock up our youth, we need to not execute... No, well, I just have a plug for that, because just as much as we need, as, you know, people who can vote to support BART, we also need to support the people that are going to make BART accessible Ah. and affordable. Yeah. And there are seats on the commission for BART 
um, coming up, and I just want to plug in Latifah Simon. Latifah Simon is a dope, dope, dope woman of color, black woman, who does not, one, like, she is herself a commuter because she does not own a car, she does not own a vehicle. I think that speaks a lot, you know what I mean? She, her whole life. She's been, so she is definitely one of those people, local people that has been riding public transit her whole life. Um, knows, you know, the, the needs of the community. She works for Akinati Foundation. She's the CEO and president there. Um, she's good people. She's done a lot of community work. Was doing a lot of work um, to decriminalize youth in California. So she knows what the burden is to pay for that BART ride, you know what I mean? And I feel like if we put people in place that have that kind of experience and and can speak to those truths, then I think that we can actually see BART actually reach that potential, not just for few, but for everybody. So the teeth assignment for BART. That's a dope plug. Yeah. I wish there was a way that we could find out, and maybe those of you listeners who are much more tech-savvy than I am uh, could... Find progressive candidates and just like make some sort of you I know. know cool place that we could just log on to and be like oh this is who's I think you it. know somebody uh, I know of a couple people um, but I I'm you're gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that I just I just wish that we also <clears throat> had more of those kind of people like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm so happy to see like local. Yeah. heroes and people that are involved in their community like rise up to the occasion and mm-hmm. actually you know have we you know some folks have the ability to vote for those people um but also you know the more the merrier because people should just run for shit all the time that's yeah. what, that's my feeling around it it's like run for your lo- especially in like little communities that are like cities are much more can hotly contended like Oakland right. is hotly contended San Francisco obviously right. but like outside of the barrier Richmond um, right. those little cities like San Pablo Berkeley well Berkeley is another case also right. but the, you All know together. you can run for run for your school board run right. for um, there's special districts right that make decisions around how we use our water or how we right. you, how we fund our parks and how we maintain our parks there's all sorts of things that you could run for so I encourage everyone just to throw their hat into it and just run for, for, for things I might run for something my, myself I know someday. I'm really excited maybe we'll see I'm really excited uh, I, you can't give me power though because then I'll use it Okay, I'll I'm so a, tired of this. I'll, I'll use it unfairly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I actually have a lot of faith. So, how do you feel about our elections podcast? Okay, this is not even an exhaustive yeah, list this of isn't. measures or props or anything like that. Yeah, it's just, we literally just covered the surface. And we've gone, we've gone for a little bit of time now. Yeah. So, I mean, if we really wanted to get into it in depth, it would take... Quite some time. Yeah. So it's almost stressful. I feel stressed. It's very stressful. I need no, no. I need a. I am more than these propositions. I am more than these measures. We are. Yeah. Life is way more complicated than this. And the the democratic process is more than this too. Democracy happens beyond. Absolutely. And not to sound cliche, it goes beyond November eighth. It goes. It happens in your communities. Yes. Yes. Uh, I encourage everyone to participate in. Their local democratic happenings in yeah, the communities, absolutely. whether it's your community organization 
or um, a local meeting around whatever it may be, I encourage all of you to participate. Um, because if not, it will just be a handful of people who have the time and maybe not the best interests of everyone. Exactly. Because um, that's what, how democracy works. It's about who shows up, unfortunately. Um, even though I think we should, re- I think we really need to rethink this democracy thing, honestly. Yeah, I just, I just want us to love each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't love everybody though. You no, know me I mean? either. Anyways, um, I agree, you know, I'm excited to just, for the work to continue. I think elections have a big buzz and all this other stuff, but the real work is the everyday, like, even just appreciating each other for all the work that we do, if you're just going out to school and surviving, if you're just paying bills, if you're taking care of yourself and doing some meditation, cooking for yourself, all of that, and laws and policies impact all of that but we just gotta you know keep our our vision and and keep our heads up because this fight is like it's a lifelong fight it's a lifelong fight um there's also a thing called fun <laughs> and i'm ready to take out these nails tonight you know what i mean huh? <laughs> well let me let's tell the listeners What's coming up? Because we've been sort of, we've been gone for a little while. We sort of do this thing where it's like, yo, don't worry, we're going to have podcasts. I know. We're, we're going to have them. But then we, just, we get really busy. And, I know, um, especially. we need to, I think, include ourselves into the mamana section. I think we established this. Yeah. yeah sorry, y'all. Yeah, so we're going to put ourselves in the. We've in been the doing mind. a disservice to you listeners by not pouring out content from our rear ends but it takes time it takes uh we have to get into the groove of things yeah and um you know what and like of course right we also need to self-care and all this other stuff and this is i'm not gonna lie this is part of my self-care right here dude it's a it's a burden of love so we hope to have more episodes like we like we always say but i think we really are gonna make a genuine very hundred percent uh, bigly, uh, in the words of Trump. Yeah. Well, <laughs> can't believe he just did that. Okay. I, I like, I'm not gonna lie. I like when he says stupid shit. Like when he says stupid shit, not like uh, uh, offensive stupid shit, but like right. when he says words like bigly. Like what the fuck did he get that from? We're gonna we're gonna Ignoramus. do this bigly, right? Um, bigly. And so we're hoping to have a little listserv going. We're hoping to produce more content. And so keep an eye out for uh, just in the next few days things that we'll be posting out onto the interweb. Because I think we need some help. Yeah, I think we do. I think we need some help. I think it would make this process a lot more fun and a lot, not a lot more fun because we have a lot of fun already, but it would just be funner. I don't know. Funner. (laughs) To incorporate more folks in this process because it's a process of love. Yeah. So for sure, in any case, we appreciate, we love you all. Thank you for living and existing and tuning in and making us a part of your commute or just your day or when you're at the office. Um, we know y'all are out there, and, and thanks for just, you know, yeah. showing us some love. Mar and I are going to go enjoy our Friday because it's... Viernesito, papa. We out. Okay.